Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, we have another big week in the books, week 10, and we're in week 11. We're coming down to the nitty gritty here before we get to the playoff season a couple more episodes here it has uh, been flying by man week 11 already that's it that's always crazy yeah. it always does it, i feel like we just stopped talking rookies and we're gonna be talking about them here in about a month and a half uh mind blown isn't it oh it's it's crazy every, every year it goes so quick and you go through these cycles of like being so excited about talking about prospects and then you get sick of them and then you get so excited about the season and then you're like Loki just kind of want to start talking about prospects again. I can't. Like, uh, I can't wait to have like a full <laughs> off season. Like we're gonna have the East West Shrine Game and the yes. Senior Bowl and, and the Combine again. Oh, like that, I am. I am super stoked for. I think we're back at the Combine this year too. I know uh, you went the year previously, yep. and I think I'm gonna go this year. I think Jared, you're gonna go down yeah. to the Combine too. We'll see if Matt can make it. He's a tax. Yeah, guy. can do it. Credentials. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, they're not still COVID weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I well, we should definitely be able to get Senior Bowl this year. We got them last year, so that shouldn't be an issue. Combine, we will uh, we'll have to wait. And it's see. it's all going to be here before we know it. Yep. Obviously, Senior Bowl's outside, so that's why you're probably able to get get those pretty easily. And then the combine can find in that little building. So this is the push. This is the official playoff push. You know, you got week 11, 12, 13, and 14. So it's you know four more weeks here of the regular fantasy football season. If your playoffs are 15, 16, 17, which is they should be if you play a three week playoff system, which most teams do um i know some only play four but still four weeks that's that's a lot of time uh for people to make that end of the year push or to kind of like now start selling off some pieces here um even though we're kind of a little bit past that point but you know when you get down to the trade deadline if you have one i mean this is where there's always action in the middle season but when people can taste it right like, they get like oh, i'm so close this is where you can start get a little bit more advantage on your league mates yep. where they might be playing hard to get a little, uh, little, little hesitant to make that trade because they're asking for like, you know, they don't want to pay what you, what you're asking for. Well, desperation is a, it's a stinky little bitch. It's a stinky, stinky cologne. So, so here we are. So here we are. We get closer and every week we lose players. You know, we're gonna talk about some injuries here before we get some of the news of the week. But before we do, let me guys, let me guys, you ask you something. Let me guys ask you, let me, let me, let me ask you guys something. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, this week, over or under 72 and a half rushing yards? What do you think? Who are they playing? Yeah, who are they playing? That was, that was going to be my question. But regardless, he's ramping up, right? Dude, he looked damn good. <laughs> yeah. He looked damn good. Look, uh, like the old Christian McCaffrey. He looked back. He looked back. So, I'm, I'm gonna, so it, was that total yards or rushing yards? Rushing yards rushing. only. I think, I think he can still get the over. Okay, okay. I'll hit the over two. It's close. Over worth 110 points on Thrive Fantasy, under 90 points. DeAndre Swift, over, under, half rush touchdown. Now, this is a guy who got all the touches, all the carries last week, ran a ton of routes, looked like a premier dynasty fantasy football running back one. Do you think he gets a touchdown this week? I absolutely do, yes. I'm going over. I'm going to go under. Under worth 115 points. And the Lamar, last one, Lamar Jackson over under 320 total yards, passing and rushing. I know this one I know they have Chicago this week. So that's a pretty decent defense, but I still think he hits the over. After that terrible performance against Miami, he's he's going to be one to get that dub. 
I think bounce back week, yeah. I think he's going to go over. Nice. Now, these are all prop bets I just gave that you can actually go put your money on the line and your point total on the line. Where can you do that? You can do it at Thrive Fantasy. It's where you go. You prop up thrivefantasy.com. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate all those hours of research. Focus on those top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on your games, like the players we just mentioned before. Now, they're going to give you 20 of those players. you got to choose 10 of those to build your prop lineup. Now, when you do, each one of them come with a point total. You know, that Christian McCaffrey, if you take the overs worth 110, the unders worth 90. And whoever gets the most points wins the catch because that's that's the thing. We're playing to win cash here. So whoever hits the most prop bets and rack up the most points win a share of that prize pool. And right now, we have a lot of good special offers, like always with Thrive, by using that promo code NERDS. If you deposit $10, you get two free $20 NFL or NBA contest tickets. If you deposit $100, you get four free NFL $20 tickets or NBA tickets. So it's literally, you're talking about $80 worth of extra money. And on top of that, they give you a 100% deposit match for brand new users. So if you put in $100, they're going to give you $180 for free to play with on Thrive. That is a that's like some of the most money you ever hear of when it comes to some of these places you can go out there and put some money on. So right now, go download the Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or visit their website, thrivefantasy.com. Make sure you use that promo code NERDS so you get all of that free cash. And maybe you like some of those props that we gave you and check out the rest of them. And hopefully you're coming away with that grand prize of $5,000. All right. Now we talked about injuries. <laughs> injuries. <laughs> I was ready. You was, were ready that time. I was Holy. ready. He was waiting that entire time. My yeah. mic might have clipped there. I don't know. You, you <laughs> cut me off. I was going to say how, how terrible his sound effect was. I, I was trying to think of what sound effect I wanted to make. And I couldn't think of it in time, and it was that it, was the first one. It didn't out. sound good enough for a five thousand dollar giveaway. No, but no. maybe <laughs> like a five hundred dollar giveaway. Maybe like a five dollar giveaway. More money than I got right now. Yes. Sir. Here's a hard nickel. Pipe down. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Hard nipple. Whoa. Hey. Hard nickel. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. nipple. Yeah. Just one of them, though. Just one. It's not that cold. Um, and so we always talk about again injuries, injuries, injuries. It's 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 the war of attrition. Yeah. That's where we're at out here. Nutrition. I, I personally had a smoothie today. I'm good to go. You're good. I had a smoothie today too. Look at you. Yeah, Look at I, you guys. I'm trying to lose. You're not some getting weight. injured. I'm trying to lose some weight, so I've I've cut out lunch now. I've decided I'm completely cutting out food on my lunch at work. And I'm <laughs> oh, only going to just said just completely done cut out with food. I done with one meal food. today. I'm a little. I'm starting to become a little you, chubby. You, you know, you. I was going to say you, you piped down a, over there. You with you <laughs> looking me up and down. A little bit mad. No, I wasn't going to look you up and down and say you look bad. I said you're looking extra rolls on Thanksgiving dinner. Butter me up. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. But injuries are coming left and right. So again, it's it's this this long push here, you know, everybody's still in it. You know, we don't know who's gonna lose Robert Woods. We don't know who's gonna lose Aaron Jones to the playoffs. We don't know where that's gonna stand and who's got the depth to get through this. And we and on top of that, we still have bye weeks all the way through week 14. So the fact that the playoffs are starting week 15, the week prior, you have a bye week. So there's a lot of opportunity here. The biggest news of the week is going to be Robert Woods out for the year, Mm. the torn ACL. Odell Beckham's dad came in there with the sledgehammer, (laughs) took him out because, listen, his son has got to play and get the targets. And when he he does, he can produce. (laughs) That was a good sound effect. He was up a minute? (laughs) Yeah. So Robert Woods is out, and obviously they, you know, Odell Beckham signs with the L.A. Rams. Kind of a shock that he went there. 
Um, some people are going to say, hey, Robert Woods is out. Odell Beckham, this screams great for him. But they are two different receivers, right? They play mm-hmm. two different games. I would actually lean, honestly, for me, I would lean a little bit towards Van Jefferson um, coming in there a little bit and seeing his increase. But Odell Beckham will come in here. We saw right away they want to get him involved right away this week. I'm not overly concerned on his usage. I think it was only 15 plays he played, sure. but he's only been there for a couple of days. So even that was somewhat well, of a surprise for me. Well, they they had to go to the no huddle pretty quickly in that game because they were just getting dominated. And not just on the scoreboard, but also time of possession. They were just running. San Francisco was running the ball over and over. and over. I mean, it was like the Marshawn Lynch mentality of just over and over and over. Like, that's all they were doing. So they had to go no huddle, try to conserve clock, and – when you've been on the team not even a full week, that makes it pretty difficult. So I do expect him to be more involved in the game plan next week. It just was not the the time for that to happen. And they're they're on bye this week, mm-hmm. um, so that actually will That's help. That point. will help him, um, you know, get acclimated to the offense a little bit during this bye week. But I mean, I don't know. It's I, I would imagine, you know, like like you were saying, Van Jefferson. I think is going to be the guy that I think benefits for the next few weeks while he's getting up to speed and. I, I trust that so much that there was a person that there was that was offering a trade and and they countered back to me with Van Jefferson before all this stuff happened. And it was kind of hanging out there for me and I hadn't decided and then and then Odell signed there and I was like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to Van Jefferson because you know the same same timing as the Robert Woods injury news because I, I think he Van Jefferson is gonna be the guy that is the quickest to I think have some fantasy relevance. They were talking up their seventh round or whatever draft pick that guy was yeah. as, as the replacement for Robert Woods, but I do think it is gonna be Van Jefferson. And he here. got some targets to camera of Notre Dame. He, he caught like one one, pa- one yeah. pass for like seven or eight yards or something. Yeah, had a, had so an like, end zone look that was a little high. Should have caught that one. Um, did, but, even even Van. Jefferson last night, he was actually getting targeted a decent amount, but him, like most of the team, really had a case of the dropsies where he was dropping passes that could have been big plays. Do you ben, guys, do you ben guys, scour neck. Ben, thank you. Do you guys think that um, – did they know about Robert Woods' injury – Prior to them no, signing Odell so. Beckham, it happened that Friday. It so it happened. I wasn't sure because I know it was happening like very simultaneously. I wasn't sure if maybe they had an inkling because they. It seems like they came out of left field to kind of to kind of come up, you know, for for Odell's services. They offered him four million. Essentially, yeah. they offered him the mo- like he's saying, "Oh, I want to play there," but like every other team offered him the veteran minimum, and I think the Rams offered him four million out. Like they're paying him the most. That's I, what it comes down I, to. No, I understand why he signed there. Like he's getting paid more money. He's in a better offense that's going to throw the ball more, and that's they're very throw centric. So I understand why he wants to go there. It just seems like they came out of left field. So I wasn't sure if they had kind of had an inkling that Robert Woods was was injured, and maybe it was worse than he was letting on. No, he signed Wednesday. Got hurt on Friday. I think it's just a situation okay. in the Rams where it's like, hey, we got four million. It was, right Wednesday, here. It was Wednesday that he signed. Yeah, he oh, agreed okay. on My Wednesday bad. to yeah. go there. Um, and they're like, hey, we got four millions. This guy's available. We're already all in. Let's go. You know, let's no. let's get another weapon out here that can maybe stretch the field for us. And right now, do you think I saw a poll on Twitter? I don't know if it was McDowell that posted it or who posted it, but you know, what is what is Odell Beckham worth right now? And it, and it ended up going like the number it was like either early second, a mid second, or late second. And the majority of that won was a late second. And I thought, like, for me, like, in this offense with the, the opportunity for next year, even though Odell Beckham's literally since he turned 26 has only had 200-yard games, is this is this a guy you're willing to pay a second-round pick for if you're a contender right now? Like, would you go out there and pay a two I'm not. Try, I'm not. I'm not trying to obtain Odell Beckham right now. I, I think I'd be willing to take a gamble no, going in knowing that I could be lighting that pick on fire. 
but also understanding what the, the upside could be in an offense that just lost its number two receiver. I, if I'm a contender, that's a late late second. I'd be willing to take that gamble, but I understand why you say that, Matt. I I'm, I, I I'm I'm in a con- like I'm a contender in a league. It's the nerd calculator league. Yeah. If somebody offered me a late second, I'd probably ship them off right now. And I, I don't oh, I'm not as like a contender, yeah. as a contender. Yeah. I ship them off. I don't care. Remind uh, me at uh at the show break. I'm gonna send Matt a second round pick for uh, go go yeah, go right ahead. I need a receiver, so right. I will be doing it. Okay. I I do also, and and, uh, and I'll still send them off. That's yeah, how just, little faith I have in, in him listen, actually I, producing. I, I have little faith too. And if I do tr- say we made that trade, or if I own Elda Beckham, which I do in some leagues, like he's still on my bench until further notice. Because the worst situation you do is when you have these kind of players is you trade for him and you just put him in your starting lineup. Like all of a sudden he's magically gonna do better. One, he's switching teams, going to a new offense, and a big you have to assume the McVay offense, it's a complicated offense. And he's got to go in here, learn this offense, and be a factor already outside of the number one receiver in the league, which is Cooper Cup. You know, Higby's involved there. Uh, they have Daryl Henderson. And, of course, they have Van Jefferson. So he does have some competition there to be relevant. I mean, you're hoping. Yeah, I guess you're right, Matt. For a second-round pick, you're trading for a guy that is going to be a spot start. Like, you probably are not going to get any consistency with Odell Beckham. So I, I've had him on my roster for two years. I've started him a handful of times because I needed to in bye weeks. What do you think about Robert Woods? Is this a good opportunity to buy Robert Woods? We always say we, you know, with great tragedy comes great opportunity. And Robert Woods right now, out for the year, somebody's going to need a receiver. Maybe you have a receiver that you don't love on your team, an older receiver, or somebody that's doing really good. Would you be willing to bet on Robert Woods back in L.A. next year, who, when he went down, was a wide receiver one on a year, was wide receiver 12 going into the week. So, Robert, you know, they had the number one receiver and they had the number 12 receiver, two wide receiver ones here in L.A., Odell Beckham will not be back there next year. Is Robert Woods, you know, now due to injury, is he a good buy low? Do you think you could obtain Robert Woods for a second-round pick? And if you, if so, say that was a price tag, the opposite, for a second-round pick for Robert Woods. Get a little bit up there in age. Would you pay a second for Robert Woods? If I'm a contender and I obviously don't need him this year, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't think that's a horrible move. Because I do think I think he'll end up, you know, being back there in LA, and resuming whatever role he has this year. So yeah. I mean, so for that price, I think he's definitely worth it. So you're a little thin at receiver, like you know you're not going to use him next year, but like hey, I can use his help next. Like thinking ahead for 2022 season, hey, here's a second round pick, or maybe I'm gonna get a second round pick. Maybe there's just a receiver on your team that you can give up, and maybe. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're, you have a team that's just kind of struggle with injuries. You feel like you have a good team, little thin at receiver. Maybe you lost. Maybe a Calvin Ridley lost him. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have another receiver you kind of lost early. So you're out of it this year. Can have a decent draft pick, anyways. But like, hey, I can use Robert Woods next year because we all we all have those teams, right? Like your team's a contender, 100. percent But then you just get that injury bug that mixed with the bye week bug, and all of a sudden you win this as a championship contender, and here you are, week 11, going, dude, I'm I'm three and eight. You know, like, yeah. and I'm out of it, but your team's good. Or maybe your points for are really good, but your points against are the most in the league and you have a solid team, but you know, for a fact, you use Robert Woods this next year. I think he'd be a good buy for either receiver. I do not have to help yeah. lose my draft pick or a second round pick. Right. It gets, I mean, obviously it gets tricky when you're projecting a whole year out. Um, and then you're talking about a team that's not good. So you're going to be giving up a high second round draft pick as opposed to like a, a low second round draft pick in your first scenario. He, I saw, I see in the but trade the, finder right now, he went for a 22 second, like literally yesterday. Right. But the, but the draft next year is not the deepest draft draft either. So if you want to get, you know, 
for sure production out of a second round draft pick, then you know I, I don't hate that move. Okay. The, the the trickiest part in all of it, because overall I do agree I would do that, but we are talking about a receiver that is going to be turning 30 next year. This will be, I think they actually have an out in his contract either after this year or the year after. I'll have to look and see for sure. But you also have young receivers like Van Jefferson coming up. They did draft Tutu out well. I still don't know why, um, but they did draft him. <laughs> That's funny because I forgot about that. You're yeah. right. He did. They, Second they round did. pick. There was plenty of things they could have used. That was not one of them. No. Um, they hate second-round draft picks. It's they, fine. <laughs> they hate all draft picks. Um, but so it, it would definitely have to be a contender situation because if I'm in a rebuild, I don't trust that in two years that he's still fantasy relevant. Could be, but it's oh, a yeah. tough, tough rebuild, thing to trust. No way. This is, this is strictly a contender. I mean, I see a trade here in the Dynasty Nerds trade finder as well. Donovan Peoples-Jones for Robert Woods, which, again, maybe you drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones in the third, you know, the third round. And you're a possibly contender next year. You have somebody you can give away for somebody. You no, know, can give you wide receiver one numbers at the very least, mid range to high end wide receiver two numbers for next year. Again, even if it's just one year, those championship windows come and go so so quickly. They do. Uh, these are kind of moves that I would like to make. Uh, another person goes on IR. That's not shocking. Hasn't really done anything over two years. Julio Jones. At this point, is Julio Jones just completely? washed? I mean, what is he? Thirty three years old. If a tree falls in the woods and lands on IR. But no one's there. <laughs> like, like that's where that's what it feels like to me. Like, I don't know, Julio. I mean, great career, all of you know, Hall of Famer, yep. and, and Hall of Fame fantasy uh, asset as well. But he's just he's he's done. You know what I mean? He's completely washed. Yep. yep. So, um, Aaron Jones sprained MCL. He's gonna go on uh, not IR, but he's gonna miss a couple weeks. So he's gonna miss. They're, they're saying probably one to two games, but it's most likely for sure looking like two games when I'm here. And, and then they got the. Uh, Week 13 by. So you don't get Aaron Jones back until so week right 14, which is right before the playoffs start, um, which is obviously going to push A.J. Dillon, who looked pretty good. But even even then, I mean, his most of his range production came off of his touchdowns. Talk he, about it, Garrett. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he had two touchdowns uh, in this past game, and that was really where a bulk of his production came. He only had 66 yards on the ground. Did do a little bit through the air. Uh, what helps him. Four catches, the idea? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Um, and then like 60-some yards. So he had a decent amount of yardage uh, on those receptions. But it's just tough to trust going forward. I just don't think he's like this league winner like people want him to be. We have to remember, this is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. It's it's his team. And this is, for all intents and purposes, his last dance. So when it comes down to the end of the season and they're going to need wins, it's still going to be mostly Aaron Jones come come playoff time. So I, if you just need somebody for a few weeks, I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's going to be this, you know, A.J. Dillon superseding Aaron Jones like people are kind of assuming. I still think Aaron Jones is going to be the more productive fantasy back for the playoffs. I think I think he's a A.J. Dillon is a volume back who's finally yep. going to get the volume um, for the next few weeks anyway. So he's he's a short term asset in in my opinion. And. I think it's a good sell window. I was going to say, feel free to sell. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, after this year, though, it could be very interesting. Aaron Rodgers could easily be gone. Devontae Adams could be gone. You know, they could try to pay, possibly go in a different direction, even though they just signed yeah. Jones to a deal. He's got two years guaranteed there. So, but who knows what could happen with all of that? So, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, for tw if you're like, oh, AJ Dillon, in 2023, that's a shot. That's going to be a really deep running back class already as it is. Like. Sure. No, thank you. Like, I'm using this window personally, unless I absolutely need A.J. Dillon for somehow, some reason. Like, 
he I had him on my roster, and now he just fell into my glorious lap where I could start him. I'm trading AJ Dillon right away. Ooh. I mean, look at this trade in the trade finder. I just saw that. Finder. AJ Dillon for Javante Williams straight up. I would I, I would hit my kid this, upside the forehead. This is run to make that. This trade. is me not having words for this. I don't I don't even I'm know shooker. how I get. <laughs> well, I got nothing, man. That's nothing. obviously a clearly lopsided <laughs> trade, but dude, desperation, desperation, right? Like yes. it, it gets real crazy right now. So. Right now, we're looking at people that are super desperate for running back help. And maybe it is a team that had Aaron Jones that you could, you could target. Because obviously, that's the number one team you probably get the most juice for uh, is Aaron Jones team. But anybody, every, listen, everybody needs running back help this time of year. Every single person. So this is why it's a perfect time to capitalize this A.J. Dillon trade. You know, seeing this go for Javante Williams, that's a really bad trade in my eyes, but doesn't shock me at the same time. So if I could flip A.J. Dillon for a 23 first, all day, every 100%. day. Yeah, there was 100%. another trade in there that was AJ Dillon plus a third for a twenty-three first. Yeah, and I like that. I like throwing the third on top just to make it look like extra juicy, so they're not nope. moving down. That that's a great offer. AJ Dillon in the third for a twenty-three first, and I don't even care. I'm offering it to everybody in my league. Obviously, it's a big contender that does the buy-in, but I'm offering that trade to everybody in my league because again, we're I love I love those future trades because. Even selling to a contender today, you have no idea what that team's going to look like at the end of 2023 when you get that yep. first, you know, mm-hmm. or 20, at the and, end of and, 2022 right. next year, they get that first round pick. Like, injury bugs, injury bugs. I've seen all the time. I've made I've made trades like that with people that are a contender for a year, a pick two years down the road, and that pick's turned into 1-1 one, one, twice for me. Yep. Twice I've, that's happened to me. Question. If you guys are like 7-3, and 8-2, pretty much a lock for the playoffs are you targeting Aaron Jones as like a buy low right now to have that extra push during the playoffs? I think it'd be hard. I don't think he'd be a buy low. I don't think anybody's gonna really be selling by Aaron Jones. I mean, if I'm play, if I'm paying the common price tag of a running back of his caliber like this late in the season, a first round pick, I would do it. But that's the most I would pay. And I think you'd probably have to give two in order and, to get and zero percent chance I'd ever do that. Zero. I mean. There's very few running backs out there, unless you're under the age of 26, like I'm paying, even 20, like under the age of 25 that I'm paying two first for. It's just too hard. It's it's too it's too volatile of a position for me to be giving up that much draft capital when I can just draft guys. There'll be guys that we talk about all the time every year when you, get, when you take those late round gambles. Like there's two guys that I liked a lot this year or that I liked this year, um, one more than the other. Like I liked Ramondre Stevenson. Like him, mm-hmm. it was him and Khalil Herbert were the two running backs that I liked later around. I said were my two guys that I thought had a good potential here when we we're done with our rookie show. So, and look at both of those. Khalil Herbert obviously not, had a short window there, but Ramondre Stevenson just looked great. Mm-hmm. So, I'd rather just keep my first gamble on some of these late round running backs who all all going to get an opportunity and just take the ones that I like that I think if given the opportunity they will produce because in the long run. For the most part, these guys, even no matter where they go, they're going to be given an opportunity because no running back stays healthy all year long these days. And now they're having a 17-game season. It's probably going to be even harder for these guys to stay healthy because if anything even minor happens, they're more apt to put them on the side and let them get some rest for how long the season is. So great opportunity here to sell A.J. Dillon, 23 first. A.J. Dillon in the third for a 23 first all day, every day. Of course, unless you can be like this one unicorn here and get Javante Williams. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, which is doable. I mean, a lot of players might not see the 
the potential of Melvin right. Gordon leaving next year, Javante Williams taking over that backfield. You're so. right. If they're a box score scout, all they see is, yeah. oh, he only had 45 yards this week on nine right. carries. Exactly. Like, I'm not that excited about a, that. A lot of people forget the, about the casual dynasty player. There's there's thousands of them, right? Like not every, you know, you're sitting here listening to this podcast right now or watching this YouTube channel because like you're like us, you're a dynasty diehard. You know, you're like, you're really into it. Like there's a lot of casual fans out there. that just like, Absolutely. enjoy the game. It's really fun. Don't really pay attention to rookies, and they'll, they'll buy a rookie sheet or get a magazine. That's where they draft off, or they literally draft off the NFL draft the order they go into. We know tons of guys that do that. They don't even watch the Red Zone channel; just just yeah. whatever whatever <laughs> one <laughs> whatever one game is on. Yeah. So <laughs> so this is 2005. <laughs> we got to remember. I mean, definitely in home leagues. I mean, dynasty is a lot about camaraderie. You sure. know what I mean? Like absolutely the, it, it, the group text you have going on, or the group meet group chats you have going on. Like a lot of the best one of the fun things about dynasty is just the camaraderie where you. And your friends get spread out over the years and you have this connection to talk to and these trades to talk and, to and, and group chats like me i'm assuming those are your guys's favorite leagues those those home yeah. leagues you know we play in a lot of awesome industry leagues with a lot of amazing people and the chats are usually very quiet there's usually not tons of activity whereas in your home leagues you're trash talking every week there's trades where you're making fun of people because they got ripped off you got like there's just so many <laughs> you get to respond to bad trades with ha 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 you're like oh that trade's about as bad as the person you went home with that October of 2002 you turned for yeah so yeah. those will always be the best leagues but there's also a lot more variance in those leagues it is so and it, I would say this too before we move on to AJ Dillon I'd also attempt to maybe try and buy a guy that's already out for the year. Maybe you can get eight JK Dobbins and Ooh. maybe you offer AJ Dillon in a third for JK Dobbins. Maybe you get Travis Etienne straight Switch up. positions, even Calvin Ridley. Cal uh, maybe possibly. Maybe throw, I would you never know. I would throw AJ Dillon in a first on top of that. My 22 first for Calvin Ridley, but even a guy like, you know, Cam Akers or Travis Etienne as well. Don't ever forget about those guys. A couple more injuries here. Baker Mayfield, knee, foot, expected to play, but who cares because he's not doing anything whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the first Wait Baker slander I've heard. Hold on. Very frustrated as a Browns fan. I don't want to dig into it. I really don't. I don't want to dig into it. Coming off. I don't want to dig into it. I'm a very uh, frustrated uh, NFL fan right now. I've never been this hurt. And, and that says oh, a lot. No. Oh, oh, no. Gosh. Hey, get your hands off my lover. <laughs> If you're not Jersey watching the down. YouTube video, oh my. Garrett just took the Baker jersey off the wall. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, arm contusion. Taking it home, actually. Left game, <laughs> return. <laughs> not expected to be a lingering injury, so he'll be okay. He did headbutt uh, Dak Prescott on the side. Did you guys see that when... Uh, yeah, what, he cut what, right below his eye. Yeah, well, Dak Prescott gave him no, I missed it. I uh, gave a tap on his shoulder, and then see Lamb turn around and want to get in the, you know, when you bang oh, the helmet together. Yeah, but he didn't have a helmet. But on. Dak didn't have a helmet on, and he busted his eye open a little bit there. And he's like, he's trying to give me a concussion. I'm like, yeah, he is. Let me get that guy checked out. Uh, so it'll be okay. Dallas got her concussion. Didn't return the game. Hopefully, he's back to, okay to come back uh, the next week as well. Um, we'll find out. Play close attention to that. Chase Claypool, turf toe, week to week. He's likely going to miss some time here, which is interesting because you have guys that are going to come in here and that have, have opportunity. And a guy like Ray Ray McLeod came in, and he had a fantastic game. Played very well. Out there. James Washington had a certain amount of um, carries, but Ray Ray McLeod had the second most targets on the team and actually had the most receptions on the team too. A little behind the yards on on uh, Deontay Johnson, but this is a situation now that their receivers are dropping like flies. Did, did you watch that game? It was just a comedy of errors as the game went on between the Lions and the Steelers. It was just turnover, 
dropped pass like for both teams i kept seeing i, I kept seeing clips and it, it was, was especially in the overtime too uh, it was just like back and forth it was like no one wanted to no win. one wanted to win absolutely that's what it felt like oh absolutely terrible yeah 12 targets one less than deontay but he had the most receptions on the team with nine. That's Ray. That's Ray Ray. You're talking Ray about Ray McLeod. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe he's out there on your waiver wire potentially. It depends how deep your league is. And, but definitely and, a solid pickup. And James Washington had a bunch of targets, right? But only about four Just or five catches. Yeah. 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 If I, it, and a tutty. And a he touchdown. He did have the touchdown, yep. which saved him. He had like four catches. Even, but his targets weren't as much as uh, Ray Ray's or Deontay. Yo, Ray Ray. No. So. <laughs> Um, Cordero Patterson, he's out with the ankle injury, so he's probably going to be out here for week 11. They're going to see how he plays. Should be short-lived out here for Cordero Patterson. They play on Thursday also, correct? Yeah, so most likely so, yeah, he will not time, play, time which time is crunch. terrible. Yep. So he's going to come out. He's going to sit down for a week. And then, of course, uh, last injury of the week, Elijah Mitchell, fractured finger. But the, the doctors are pretty optimistic that he might be able to play through this. Obviously, Jeff Wilson's back. He got some carries there for San Francisco, which is – Again, Trey Sermon is just the visible man, like just gone forever. Elijah Mitchell, you know, looks good. He absolutely does. Yeah, I mean, he's taken that job and and, and literally run with it. So <laughs> it's 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 his job. I feel like to lose now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I am really curious to see what Jeff Wilson does though, if he gets to be the lead back this week, and would that then cause more issues like we've seen in the past? It always could, man. Split time with him and Mitchell, and then it's murky once again and it it that very well could happen so so brace for that yeah and going back to um before we move on here uh, i want to talk about marcus johnson real quick for the tennessee titans now with Julio jones being on ir somebody else is gonna be the number two receiver obviously Derek john you know Derek henry's out as well so when you're looking out there deontay foreman out carried adrian pearson but the receiving position this week marcus johnson who's marcus johnson he's he's six foot one 207 pounds been in the league for six years uh, has a total on the year, 16 targets for 167 yard, 60 yards. He's 27 years old. But this last week, he played 38 snaps, ran 18 routes, and actually led the team in targets, hat with five. Caught all five receptions, 100 yards uh, receiving, which was good for 6.8 dot, 6.8 a dot there. So if you're looking on your waiver wire, I mean, it's just him and then Nick Westbrook-Akini mm-hmm. out there competing for targets. So if you need a help on there, check Marcus Johnson. I looked at my league's. He was on a waiver wire in every single league except for one. Same. So, again, a, a, a shot in the dark kind of player at receiver. Sure. But the, the, the fact free, that athlete, for free, his for, athletic profile is freakish. Like he ran four three. Like he's he's a freak all around. For free, it's a really good play. Yeah. It's a really I, four I, three. I put a waiver three. wire claim in every <laughs> single league I was in. So every league I put I was in, I put a waiver wire claim just to pick him up. Garrett's so. in a lot of my leagues. <laughs> I know what I'm doing on the way home. And then, as far as like the core Daryl Patterson uh, injury goes, you know, Patterson is going to miss any time. It was actually Wayne Gallman that came in there. Now, I know the coach came, out, came in there and said, well, it was a script kind of thing because we were down so much. It was going to be Wayne Gallman. But Mike Davis, man, he just. He, He's faded away. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do anything. I mean, he came back at the end of the game last week, but didn't really do anything. Wayne Gallman kind of came over as the main running back in there. But again, I know Arthur Smith said it was a script orientated thing going on there, but at the same time, I mean, this is a guy, since you go back all the way back to week two, Davis hasn't even been a wide receiver running back too. Well, that script is probably going to be the same most games for Atlanta. They have not, I mean, I, I think they've won four games, but 
all of those games have been like contested, close games to the very end. Yeah, they're not blowing anybody out. Yeah, grinding so, out the clock or anything yeah. Like that. There's not going to be a ton of opportunities for so, for Davis to just grind it. So Marcus Johnson waiver wire pickup, Tennessee Titan wide receiver, and maybe Wayne Gallman can give you something just for this week until Cordero Patterson comes back. So let's move on. We we mentioned uh, Ramondre Stevens here just a little while ago, and now with Damian Harris, I mean he had that concussion, so he's been out. He's probably going to come back this week and. We mentioned Ramondre Stevenson, right? Six round pick, a guy that when we break down his rookie tape, this was a guy. He was higher than that, I believe. I think he was fourth round. Yeah, I think he was fourth. Fourth yep. round. Okay. Um, so he's he came in. He was the man this week, and he looked really good. Twenty carries, hundred yards, two touchdowns. Also impressive with the four receptions he had for fourteen yards. Right. Now, four receptions, fourteen yards. What's a big deal about that? Well, here's the thing. They got Brandon Bolden there, and they got J.J. Taylor there. They got a little bit of a couple of carries there as well. But it came to the, 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 the passing game, Bolden should be the passing down back. But actually, Ramondre Stevenson actually got one more target for, the, for, for him. And when it came down to targets, Brandon Bolden had three targets, caught all three for 38 yards. Ramondre Stevenson had five targets, caught all four for 14 yards. And what's interesting here is this is – this is not really Bill Belichick's like mo, right? Like this is what he usually does. If his his first down, his second down running back, that's what they do, and then they usually don't do anything else. Different guy on third down. Yep. So with Ramondre, they left him in there a little bit. Comes in, plays really really well. Um, he's targeting in the passing game. Really, I, I'm personally I'm pretty excited about this usage, and I think there's a lot of opportunity here for Ramondre. That being said, Damian Harris is probably coming back this week, which is totally going to cut back into his time because Damian's going to get his carries as well, which kind of makes this as like a no-touch situation almost. Even though I know there's been a week, or was it two weeks ago, where both of them had over 15 points in the right. same that game? That was against the Cowboys, I believe. Yeah. Was that the one that they both got concussed? No, it was, was a couple it? weeks before that, and then Ramondre fumbled at the end of the game and yeah, then right. went back the into the doghouse yep. for a week or yep. two. He didn't, even, he didn't even play the next week. Yeah, yep. yep. But... Uh, it, the the difficult the difficult part in this, I think you're right. I do think this is going to be a situation where it's going to be really tough to trust either one of these players. Uh, Belichick came on today, and based on his comments, it was a lot of yeah, he filled in really well for Harris. Um, you know, while Harris was gone, like a yeah. lot of those types of phrases. So it definitely lended itself to Harris still being the main guy. But we know all it takes is one slip up, and roles can be reversed very quickly. And the one thing you didn't mention, because obviously the, the passing down work, work is encouraging, but he's also a guy that is the ideal fit for a goal line back as well. And those are the two most valuable touches in fantasy football are receptions and in, inside the red zone work. So a guy that can do both of those things does become very valuable. So it's tough to promise fruitfulness right away, but the upside is incredibly, incredibly high. Remember Blunt? Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I, Imagine if Blunt caught, caught passes. I mean, I think, we, I think we're all sharing a brain. We're kind of three for three here on, on the way we feel about Ramondre Stevenson. I think I like him long-term. I would, I would love, I mean, I hate to say it, I would love him on another team so much more just because we, we never know what we're going to get from Bill Belichick week to week. Regardless, like he's so game, game plan specific sure. you know, to, to their opponents that you never, they could just, Next week, instead of grinding it out, they could it's be a JJ Taylor week. They, they could be, or they could be chucking the ball forty-five right. times. You know what I mean? Like whatever they need to do to beat their opponent and expose their weakness, that's what they're going to do. So um, it, it is very difficult to, I think, to rely on any of these guys. But like you said, he does have the added upside of both being able to catch passes, and he's like 235, 240 pounds, yeah, and and is a good goal line back to go along with it. He's not just 
240 pounds of goo running out there. Right. So he, you know, he, he can pound it home and, and get in the end zone. So he, he's a nice combination back. Um, I would love him on another team, but unfortunately we're just going to have to deal with this, I think. And then dynasty, he's, he's, he's a hold, you know I mean? Yep. I've, I feel like if you approach a team to buy Ramondre Stevenson, they're going to want a little bit too more, too much than I'm willing to pay. You're going to have to pay for what he could be. Yeah. Yep. Not what you're getting. And, and it's such a mystery backfield. They're definitely having Damian Harris, who's only 26 years old as well. So him being young, Ramondre being young, it, it's kind of you got to wait and kind of play it out. Unless you I, get I, him for cheap, it's not I really think what you, I think what both of those guys have proven is when when the other person's not there, they're very valuable. But they when are. they're both there, they're going to end up kind of eating away at each other's uh, workload because they do a lot of similar things and, and neither one of them is going to be super relevant. They're both going to be kind of middling backs. Yeah, this is this is Harris's third year and he was, a, a I believe, a third round pick. So that means next season is his last season mm-hmm. under contract. And we know Bill Belichick doesn't always like to re-sign guys uh, that might be in for a payday. And with how Harris has played this season, could be much of the same. So it'll be interesting to see how that part of it all plays out as well. So 2023 is when we're looking at Ramondre Stevenson. But again, with the deep draft class, they could bring another exactly. guy in. So, exactly. And then who could produce Ramondre? Because when I, when I scouted him, I said he was a hashtag one to two year window kind of guy that I liked. I said, given the right opportunity, this guy could produce for your fantasy team for about two years. I That was my sure prediction, you know? Yep. And here he is already year one, kind of giving you something. So it's exciting there. Um, also here... For, um, on the week, Cam Newton goes back to Carolina. It's yep. kind of a big deal. Comes in, scores from the goal line. Actually has two first, touchdowns. First two touches. One, oh, one was a rushing touchdown. The other one was a throwing touchdown. So what are we looking here like for Cam Newton? I, I was lucky enough. I picked him off the waiver wire uh, in the Scott Fishbowl. Oh, nice. Right when there was, oh, nice. There was a rumor... The rumor was he might go. Was he's going to go visit Carolina? As soon as I saw that rumor, I went and switched yeah, him because it was after the waiver wires for the uh, Scott Fishbowl, which gives me Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Cam Newton for this nice playoff push. Because I'm already for sure going to get a first round bye because my team is super sweet. Nice. Um, in Scott Fishbowl, five, <clears throat> five game win streak. <clears throat> oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice, dude. I'm gonna get in there. Yeah, I hope you do. I hope all the nerds get in there. So, what do you guys think about Cam Newton? I I think one for me personally, and I'd like to hear your guys' opinion on here. I think this really helps DJ Moore. I think this helps Christian McCaffrey. I think this helps the offense as a whole because now you have a you have an NFL veteran quarterback in there that knows what he needs to do, and it, it's going to be good enough to move the sticks out there. And his game is really you know stronger in that short intermediate game, which is really what we could see out of a guy like DJ Moore, where they could really utilize him in open space here. And I think this puts honestly, I think if he plays well enough. This, honestly, for a team that needs the help, could put Cam Newton to sign another short-term deal and stay back in Carolina where he's already got that built-in fan base. So if Cam, this is a situation with Cam Newton. It might not just be this short window. Carolina's going to need help at quarterback again next year. Sam Darnold, even though he's getting paid next year because they picked up the option, I think he's getting paid $19 million, it still might be enough to pay Cam Newton on top of that. What do you guys think about Cam Newton in Carolina? Uh, so I don't, I don't know. And that that's, I know that's not a good answer, but I truly, are you putting it back? He's smelling you forgiving it. him already. He's got, did you kiss it? Rich is putting the Baker Mayfield Jersey on the wall. There it is. It's back. It's back. He couldn't, this, uh, he couldn't stand it being down for that long. I'm, uh, I'm making a phone call this week. My brother-in-law 
Yep. Does autographs for a living, and I'm uh, going to inquire about Nick Chubb jersey put up there. There you go. Meantime, I think I might be the problem. Go you on. Th- you go loved on. him too much. Can we get it in like a glass frame or something? Then it'll shine, though. Frame it, it'll, it. The lights will reflect. It won't, it won't look good. Yeah. Cam Newton, people. Cam Newton. Right. Cam Newton. Uh, I, I truly don't know what to think because in his last extended stop in New England, he threw for a whopping eight touchdown passes over 15 games. Yeah. Eight. That's terrible. Who's you throwing the football to? I don't care. I might be able to throw eight Dude, touchdown passes. No, there was literally last year in New England, nobody. How? Nobody. There's nobody there. Wide receiver-wise, it's the same core as this year other than uh, Aguilar. No, now they have Hunter Henry. I said wide receiver core. Okay, they have Hunter Henry. They do have Hunter Henry. We'll and talk it, about him in a little bit. Kendrick Bourne's doing a little bit better. But Kendrick Bourne's doing pretty solid here. Eight passing touchdowns, that's, that's absurdly low. Uh, so... That's a little bit concerning, but the guy that we saw in Carolina in his prime was just an absolute monster. So I'm not saying Camden. I'm not saying Camden has a chance to go I, there and be a stud muffin. I'm just saying, hey, he's worth picking up. Oh, he's he's, he's absolutely he's worth picking up. Carries. I'm talking more about the weapons yeah. around him. Like, yeah, does DJ this Moore. give DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson? Does this give those guys a boost? Maybe a tiny one. A tiny one. Have you seen Tam, Sam Darnold over the last five games? We said the dude was worth a second round pick. We just we cursed that dude straight to Hades and Denny. A second round pick. You mean two firsts? Whatever it is, what, that's it wasn't too much. good. A second round pick. It too wasn't much good. Response. He was hanging out Beezlebub. He's so low. I, Unbelievable. <laughs> so I think it might be a slight bump. I don't know that it's going to be. Oh, I'm now nasty. DJ Moore is a top five receiver, and Robbie Anderson once again is a top sixteen guy, and I. Dude. I think it's a slight bump. I don't think it's a huge bump. You know how good DJ Moore is? DJ Moore has been surrounded, stuck in this giant piece of Tyrannosaurus Rex poo, right? Like we right. all saw Jurassic Park. We saw that thing when that Stegosaurus was laying on the side and she put her hand in it. That's what DJ DJ Moore is that hand. He's stuck <laughs> in it, right? Like he's still wide receiver 18 on the year in PPR leagues. He is. He is. <laughs> it, yeah. I have him on several teams. I'm I'm aware that he's still a talented player, but Dude, get out the dinosaur hose, spray him down, and let Cam Newton just rain some just catchable, reasonable footballs for him. Just I, get the ball in the cat's hands. I'm I'm with I'm honestly I'm with Garrett. I'm confused because I don't know what to think. I'm not I there's 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 all this old data that says yes he's going to boost up their stock, but the 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 most recent stuff hasn't been that great. And that's what that's what I'm worried about is they're relying on this guy who's past his prime and kind of can't do it anymore to be a, a resurrector of their whole program here in the middle of the season. And I'm just not sure he's capable of Idiot doing it anymore. Sell. What'd you say? Sell the crap out of him. Yeah, I mean, I think if, like you, picking him up off the waiver wire, I did the exact same thing where I'm a contender sure. just to Take do it. Free, like, yeah. hey, you know, like I got a spot open. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dump him on my roster, see if anything happens. But I, I'm not sure I'm, like, jumping for joy because I've got Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I'm definitely – no, who, I'm not who, who's, for joy. Who's now, who's now second in line for goal line carries. You know what I mean? Like, eh. Well, for McCaffrey, I'm more – listen – Everything I said was mostly a DJ Moore statement. Like, I'm just happy for DJ Moore to have somebody capable to get him to football. That's it. Like, that's little, not, not great. It's just capable to get him to football. And here in, in Dynasty Nerds, uh Trade Finder, he, somebody traded Cam Newton for 23 seconds. So, if you can get that, God bless you. By no means was I saying, I was not sitting here saying, like, oh, I picked Cam Newton off the waiver wire and uh, Scott Fishbowl. One, Scott Fishbowl is based on, uh, if you have a running quarterback, it gets major more like way more points. Absolutely. I was excited yeah, yeah. about that. 
In no other league would I start Cam, Cam Newton. In the Superflex League, I would start Cam Newton if, if need because he has the weapons around him. He's got Robbie Anderson. He's got Terrace Marshall, even though Terrace Marshall got out-targeted by uh, the other receiver there uh, this past week. They got DJ Moore. They got Tommy Trumbull. And, of course, they got Christian McCaffrey, who's a great dump-off player as well. So, Cam Newton. If he's under wire, wire, trade him for a 23 second. Now, that all being said, <laughs> let pick, me tell you guys. Trade him somebody for a second. <laughs> about my bookie. From all the biggest games to all the smallest events, make every bet worth your while with my bookie. Start doubling your first deposit instantly with my bookie's first deposit bonus. Double your money before you even place a bet. And all you have to do to do to do this is sign up, deposit your money, and use that promo code NERDS at my bookie. That's it, NERDS. Putting the word NERDS, they're giving you double your money. Free cash. And listen, we talked about it earlier in the show. Free cash. I'll take all the free cash I can get. Every, I every cash day. There are tons of great games and prop bets that you can take advantage of this week, but let me point you in the right direction for your first wager. This Sunday, two powerhouse offenses meet when the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Dallas Cowboys. Them Cowboys have been on a tear this season while the Chiefs continue to struggle. Take the Cowboys to cover the spread so you can walk away with that bread at my bookie. Don't win any longer. Head to my bookie today. Redeem your double deposit bonus so you get into the game and start winning big today. That's promo code NERDS to receive double your first deposit instantly in your account. No hassle, no wait, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, and then we get to talk about predictionstrike.com. Do you ever wish you had stock in a guy like maybe DJ Moore? Now that he's uh, hopefully ascending, right, Rich? Mm. Maybe Ramondre Stevenson. I'm up 90% on my Ramondre Stevenson shares. There you go. Sell, 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 sell. Yeah, sell. I should. Probably should. Yeah, you probably should. I hate you guys. <laughs> uh, no, those are the kind of players we talk about them all the time. The diamonds in the rough, the late draft picks that you can really cash out on at predictionstrike.com. You can visit the website or download their app on the App Store. Just create an account, and when you deposit your first $20, use promo code DYNASTY to receive a free share of any player you want. That's promo code DYNASTY to receive a free share of any player you want with your first deposit of $20 or more at predictionstrike.com. Oh, my. Get that money. Money. All right, Gotta let's get into money, here. Money, um, money, next money. on the list, we will be talking about Debo. Debo Samuel. How many receivers would you currently take over Debo Samuel? Is the question that Garrett proposed to us. Now, for me, not many. <laughs> and I, I'm just a big Debo fan, going all the way back to his rookie year and True. watching his tape. I mean, this was we love this tape. That we talked about then. I mean, I was the guy who tweeted out before then of all drafts. I was like, man, I would love to see Debo Samuel go to San Francisco. And the next day, he went to San Francisco. Yep. And there he was. Um, currently on the year, what is he? Wide receiver three? Wide receiver four? I can't remember. I believe he's wide receiver three on the season. Wide receiver three on the season. I, I Actually, heard. I think he bumped up to two after last night. Though. Who? Debo. I Debo. think he dumped who? Up, jumped up to Debo Samuel. He's, who's that? He's number three. He's wide receiver three. Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cup and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, averaging 21.7 points per game. So, ooh, Marquise Brown jumped already wide receiver six. Look at that guy. Look at that. there and get it done. So, like you said, where would you take Debo Samuel in your rookie rankings today? I obviously got to update my rankings this week. Um, 
But when it comes to Debo, I mean, I'm trying to think of the guys I would take out of them. Obviously, the clear choices here are going to be the stud muffins. You know, like Jamar Chase, you would take over Debo Samuel. You would take Justin Jefferson over DJ D- Debo Samuel. Um, it starts to get, you know, C. Lamb over, over Debo Samuel. Yep. Right? Probably. A.J. Brown? Whoa, probably. I mean, we're talking about a game where they hardly threw the football at all. And Debo went off. I mean, they were even using him in the backfield, running the football. I, that running so play was, yeah, there was a so stati- smooth. There was a statistic yeah. that they put up last night. Yards after the catch. The dude's nearly averaging a first down after the catch. That's over three yards more than the next closest person, which is A.J. Brown, a fantastic receiver in his own right. And even with Kittle back, like I, I saw uh, Rob Waziak tweet, had retweeted uh, Jacob Gibbs at J.A. Gibbs underscore 23. Debo Samuel splits with George Kittle on off in 2021. Kittle sideline, God mode. 35% target share, 34% of the air yards share, 35% target per route run rate. With Kittle in the game, still really freaking good. 30% target share, 32% air yardage share, 29% target per route run rate. So the only thing at this point that can keep Debo from scoring massive fantasy points is himself. Because that's always been his biggest issue is he's he's very rarely finished a season. There's always injury bugs that have cropped up, and that's the biggest concern, really, with Debo. Other than that... That that dates back to college, too. It does. It dates back to... Probably, he had issues in middle school, if I had to guess. Like, this dude has very a very hard time staying on the field. But you're talking about an offense that does not pass much. Jimmy Garoppolo, by all accounts, is a below-average quarterback in the NFL, and he's still putting up these types of numbers that typically doesn't... look Look at all the guys around him. Cooper Cup has Matthew Stafford. Tyree Kill has Patrick Mahomes. Devontae Adams has Aaron Rodgers. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. Like, all of these guys have great quarterbacks around him, and then he's got Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's still making this happen. Like, you could make an argument for him, outside of injuries, being the top fantasy wide receiver, and I don't know that I'm ready to put him there, but I think there's an argument to be made. I think there's an argument to be made uh, where he's definitely like a wide receiver one elite tier wide receiver. And that's not living in the moment. This is a guy when you put the, they're, they're using him in the backfield. And when he just gets the ball in his hands, we talked about this. This isn't like living a moment. Cause this is literally, we talked about him going back to his college days. I mean, this is a player that we loved more than anybody else in the community. We gave him a first round grade. Mm-hmm. Remember it came down to Terry McLaurin and Debo Samuel. And mm-hmm. we bumped Terry McLaurin out of the first for Debo Samuel. Absolutely. Cause we liked him so much. So we actually gave Debo Samuel a first round grade. Um, kind of liked him as much as we liked Elijah Moore. Kind of like that same kind of like if you're if you just start listening to us, how much we've talked up Elijah Moore sure. is exactly kind of how we talked up Debo Samuel, which we would have taken him higher. So I mentioned CD Lamb. He said, "Okay, I don't know. Um, what about? Let me go through a couple. I'm gonna go through a couple names here, and you tell me in Dynasty. I don't need answers of why. Just tell me yes or no. Who do you take?" Uh, I'll give you the name, two names. Everything does it all compare to Debo. So say Debo the receiver. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. But it's hard. I might take Debo. Yeah, I might take those years. And I don't know where Devontae's gonna be next year. I'll take Debo. I'll take Devontae, but it's that I think it's pretty close. Um Michael Pittman Jr. I'll take Debo. I love Pittman, but I'll take Debo as well. I'll take Debo there as well. Chris Godwin. Debo. Debo. Debo for me as well. Stephon Diggs. I'll take Diggs. 
I'll take Diggs as well. Don't make me be. Yeah, the Diggs I know guy you're the Diggs. This, truly. I have, if no, I took I'm Diggs, Diggs, you got to take Diggs. <laughs> you don't have a choice, all right? <laughs> I'll, I'll take Diggs as well. I'm gonna give you guys a couple more here. I think these are a little bit a little bit tougher um, here. DK Metcalf. That's what I was gonna ask you because it's very close for me, but I think I'm still leaning DK, and that's I would all, take that's, Debo. that's coming a long way for me. I would take Debo because I would take Devonte over D, uh, DK. So I, I'll, I'll yeah, I, I just like Debo's because I, I there's there's a lot of rumors out there in smoke that Russell Wilson's going to be out in Seattle after Seattle next sure. year, and that would concern me. So th- with that question mark, I'm taking Debo there because I think he's just more electric it, with the ball in his hands. And, and I'm saying Debo a lot, and it's scaring the crap out of me because I'm just waiting for the next shoe to fall for him to get injured. That's why I that's can't the put scariest it, part. That's of, why I can't put yeah. him above some of these guys. What about Calvin Ridley? Uh, Debo. I would take Debo today. Well, one we haven't named, Tyreek Hill. Still take Tyreek Hill over him? Oh, yeah, Tyreek Hill, 100%. Absolutely. He's Tyree my top Hill. wide receiver in fantasy. Yeah, that's not – well, Jamar Chase is my top wide receiver in dynasty right I, now. I, I feel. Just because it's – I'll take the years. I'll take what the about five extra years. Devontae Smith? I love Devontae Smith, and he's been playing fantastic. Yeah, these last, sure like, last seven weeks, he's like unbelievable. But I, good. I still got to go Debo. Seriously? Yeah. I, I mean, I would put Debo in my top five probably right. right now of wide receivers. Okay. I'm not quite ready to put Devontae Smith. Justin Jefferson? I'll put I'll put Justin Jefferson over top of Debo. Terry McLaurin? <sighs> Close, right? That one's tough. It is. It's tough. I'll Good influx take, of young guys here. I'll take Debo over I, Terry, though. I have Terry below I, Debo. I do too. I think I'd take I think I'd take Debo as guess well. Guess where I put guess who's right below Debo for me? Mike Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put him on the, the show sheet this week because he's been I just, MIA lately. I just had to mention him. But I'm really like, sad about his production lately, but I still, I was trying I'm to, still going to find a way to put him in the show. I was it's trying fine. to be nice and not bring him up, no, but then, then you brought him I'm up. I'm sad. Right. Sad uh, AF. Couple, just, a couple, just a couple more here. Um, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is below Debo. Debo. For me. Yeah, okay, I agree. Debo. Um, then we have Deontay Johnson. Then we, Did you mention A.J. Brown? Because I have A.J. Brown. Let's go next. A.J. Brown. So again, you're talking about injuries. Yeah, AJ Brown's been AJ Brown's had that lately. problem too, significantly. Uh, I'm still he's gonna so take big and strong. AJ Brown. Yeah, I would take AJ Brown. Is like is similar to, to they're very similar. But to he's Debo, the second on, but he's bigger and stronger. Yeah, I think here. I think here's the thing with Debo though. Like he is so dynamic, and and Kyle Shanahan knows it. And just look, what we saw like yesterday when some things are going wrong. They're manufactured. They're they are manufacturing touches for Debo Samuel. They know how electric he is with the ball in his hands. They're making so for a team, for a team like, hey, we got Jimmy. We can't run the ball. You know, we can't throw the ball as much. We still got to get Debo the ball. They're giving him four carries. And he's so scoring. He looked like and, their and best getting, running back. Yeah, he's really getting carries he in, the, in the red zone too. So so for, so great great point. Uh, they are manufacturing stuff. He is electric. The only thing that doesn't allow me to put him. It's the injuries. It is what Garrett talked about. It's the number one yeah. thing. It's I'm. It's in the back of my mind. It's nagging me, and it's saying you can't put him above him because when he gets injured and disappears, and then all of a sudden Brandon Ayuk is the is the guy that they're manufacturing touches for, and he looks amazing. Like where yeah. does, where does that leave you? You yeah. know what I mean. Where the heck does that leave you? Is he a product of this system? Is he that good? I I think he's I think he is personally that good, and then they're manufacturing things for him. But when he goes down, and Brandon Ayuk looks amazing, it's I, I throw my hands up in the air, he's, and I don't know what the heck to do. He's twenty five. Um, I'm 
he he's not injured to the point where like I'm that concerned. No, yet. but he's like, gonna. I'm taking a talent. No, no, but it's like you can mark it down. He's gonna miss three or four games at some point because of some sort of yeah. But tons of players miss that. You know I mean, like it's like so many players miss a couple games here and there every year. Like almost like almost all. Like what? What do you think of no. the main guys out here? Eighty percent of them miss at least three games in a year, probably at least right around there. Like probably, it's, it's such like it could just be for a, a minor thing or this. Like it just happens where like every player in the long run misses a couple games a year. I think Jarvis like Landry just missed his first game like this like three weeks ago, dude. <laughs> uh, well, let's not trade him away then. You know what I mean? But like almost everybody is <laughs> just, missing just, some time, and I get it. You know what I mean? But like I, he's not to the point where like I'm I'm that concerned yet. Like he's not Will Fuller. You know what I mean? He's not. He's not buying pet dispensers to make sure he get out here and play football. So, so take off. Take, Anytime we can take, get a shot in there. Yeah. Take off. Take off the uh, the fact of the players you would take. How how much draft capital alone would you give up for Debo Samuel? Oh, easily two firsts, uh, and and then some. Two. It's got to be two firsts, then some. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, gosh, I would be willing to give. Two first, one in twenty two, one in twenty three, and then two seconds. Would you like give up? I would, yeah, I would, would you give do two, two seconds. seconds. I would no, do first say two say you got to give up a player. Would you give up two first and Brandon Cooks? Yes, would, in a heartbeat. Would you give up two first and Tyler Lockett? That's a lot. Yes, Tyler Lockett just signed that long term extension. But again, I'm worried about Tyler Lockett's Russell old Wilson. though. Tyler Lockett's what twenty yeah. nine? Yeah, two first and Keen Allen. No. I wouldn't do that either. Keen, Keen Allen's still way too productive at this point, and okay. he's attached to. to I mean, Justin so we're looking at like older guys. Like Adam I'd give Thiel, one. Like I'd maybe Thielen. give one and Allen. But I'd I be interested in that. I don't think I could do two and Allen. So all in all, this whole conversation really boils down to Debo Samuel, top five, an absolute six, monster. Eight. Call, let's call him. Let's call him to be safe. A top eight dynasty fantasy wide wide receiver. Okay. He's a wide receiver one. Guess where I got him at. <laughs> Is it is this is this the new DJ Moore slash the new Stefan Diggs? <laughs> no, because I love Debo. It is his injuries. It's his injuries. I know. I want to put know. him higher than that based off of talent and what I think I can get out of him. But it's it's. I'm I mean, hesitant. I, there's wow. some good core receivers here in Dynasty fans. Like, there's a, what about a really like, what nice about score. like is he above Mike Evans for you guys? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Because of his age and Keenan Allen, same thing because yep. of age, yeah. right? Not not necessarily because you're expecting more I'm production. Looking, I'm looking through like his his game logs of not even just this year. The amount of games that he either has like five catches and sixty yards and or a touchdown is like such a drastic amount. Even through like halfway through his rookie year on, even the few games he played last year, like he's just been productive week in, week out. Like he is just so consistently We're productive. Amari Cooper in him. Debo. Yeah, Debo. Okay. Yep. I like yeah, I mean, team. literally the just, only guys yeah, just, that I think I can put ahead of him, um, Jefferson Chase, Tyreek, uh, A.J. Brown. Diggs. And Diggs. And, that, and then he's, like, really close with, like, Devontae Adams. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. Those guys. Terry right McLaurin's in that. Terry McLaurin's Calvin right Ridley's in that uh, yeah. range there. So, yeah, I mean, Michael Pittman Jr., Honestly, is in that range there because he's he, he was he's so cheap in the off season. Michael Pittman was if you didn't buy Michael Pittman Junior. you'd done messed up. You uh, just say uh, twelve months later you offered him for Fournette. Yeah, <laughs> last year, like right, <laughs> like a couple weeks into his rookie season, I 
offered him straight up for four. Actually, I might even be giving something on top of Pittman. <laughs> Currently yep. wide receiver number seven did. overall. Yeah. Um, another guy on here that might be a good buy low opportunity, Darren Waller. Um, Garrett, you know, what do you think about Darren Waller? Is this a buy low? Is the offense going to change a little bit here? It, it's definitely an interesting situation because he's been pretty bad so far this season. Mm-hmm. He had that that first week where they're just Nine, absolutely 19 f- targets, right? Force feeding yeah. him the ball. And then ever since then, they've shown a real reluctancy to give him a lot of targets. Even now with, you know, Henry Ruggs is obviously not a part of this offense or this team anymore. Uh, you you would think that would be a little bit of a boost. But it's still, this past week, four receptions, 24 yards. Now, there was a touchdown that he scored that was called back, so that does play into it. So I, I guess my question is, are we seeing the beginning of the end for Darren Waller, or is this a blip that offers a buy low opportunity? See, it's weird because like this is how this is how crazy the situation is. That touchdown that was called back, mm-hmm. right? So Darren Waller is currently tight end number seven on the year. If that touchdown would have stood, he would have been tight end three on the year. That's crazy. Yeah, because that would have been tight six end seven. Points. Yeah, plus the catch, plus, plus more. Plus the so. catch, plus thirty yards, yeah. roughly twenty yards. Yep. So he would have been. He would have been almost. He not only would have been wide receiver three. He would have been flirting with close to Mark Andrews for wide receiver two or tight end tight number end. two. Because again, we have Travis Kelsey as tight end one again, one sixty five. Um, twenty five points more than Mark Andrews is unreal. This guy is like the best when it comes to fantasy positions. Probably arguably the best of all time. Yeah, Travis Kelsey for like how many years in a row he's going to finish as the number maker, one overall yeah. at his position and what a difference maker he is. So unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if I could buy low on Darren Waller on that fact, like he's still giving me top five, top six tight end numbers, like for the right, if I get him for his age, I mean, Darren Waller's still what? He's 28, going to be 20, so he's 29. He's 29. Um, yep. You know what I mean? If I can get him for a late first as a contender, like I'd still pay that. They give me one of those elite tier tight ends. I mean, I'm going to see who else I can go flirt with. Like, can I go get Mike Kosicki over him and get those youth? So, like, I'd rather go up with a first-round pick for Kosicki. We already talked about that in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of our buys not too long ago. I mean, you're not getting Kyle Pitts. You might be able to get TJ Hawkinson, but he's not going to be cheaper than uh, Gasicki. And then there's Hunter Henry out there, too, who you could probably go get, which we're going to talk about here in a second as yeah. well. I mean, Hunter Henry's producing. He's tight end number four on a year in PPR leagues. And again, all these guys are pretty much the same guy. Like, if you take Dalton Schultz right outside of Darren Waller, who has 99.8 points, you got Darren Waller at 105.4, and then Mike Gasicki at tight end three at 110.9. So from three to seven, they're all the same guys. They're all averaging from 11 points. Like, they're all right around 11 points per game. And honestly... Darren Waller on a per game basis out of all that group, they're all averaging about 11 points per game. Darren Waller is averaging 13.2. Cause he missed per game. Game. Cause yeah, he missed some time. It. And, and that was going to be my other point is it does take guys t- some time to come back from injury. He had that ankle injury could have been slowing him up a little bit. So, and it, it's not like he hasn't been getting targets beyond that one. I mean, the first target, the first week, 19, then it was seven, 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 eight, five, then he was injured a bye week eleven and seven. So he's a, he's still getting good target share. I mean, it's good targets for a tight end. You're right, right. But it, it's not what we're probably used to uh, from Darren. First round pick. Waller. Yep. I'd give a first round pick for I Darren Waller well. if I need tight end. I, I think it's a good buy low opportunity. I, I agree. And I'll throw yep. a third on top if I had to get the deal done. And we just met Hunter Henry. I mean, Hunter Henry right now. Um, he's been Garrett wrote down crazy consistent. Currently tight end number four on the season. And I know Garrett, you asked earlier, like, can this continue? And to me, here's what I'm going to say about 
uh, Hunter Henry, where I think I feel very comfortable about him being here. Just signed his contract here for a while. The biggest concern was they signed Johnny Smith first. They sent him the deal. But here's the thing. We knew Hunter Henry was a really good tight end going into this year. We were really curious about where he was going to go. We wanted to go to New England of all places so it could be a tight end one. He goes to New England. We were all down on him because they signed Johnny Smith too. Here he is, this tight end number four on a year. The difference of the two is Hunter Henry's looked like the tight end we saw in San Diego. Yep, very in similar LA. to what we saw A before. very consistent, safe tight end. And Johnny Smith looks just like the tight end we, we saw him in Tennessee. Inconsistent, doesn't really put up a lot of big games here. Um, athletic profile looks good enough, but Henry Hunter Henry is the better overall tight end here. I think this, to me, just shows that Hunter Henry, when it comes to a fancy football tight end, is a top-tier tight end. He he left an offense. He's a number one here. I think that what I've seen on Mac Jones has shown me well enough that he's capable to be the quarterback here for the long-term future. He's built a really good rapport with Hunter Henry, really trusting him solidly here in the red zone. Which he's their number one red zone threat. That's the, the ball down here too. That's so, the, obviously the biggest indicator, I think, or that he, that he's got some success coming here. I mean, he's it's twenty six. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean he's he's a young, he's a young tight end, but it's the, it's the touchdowns and and, and uh-huh. he's he's getting looks there, and and more importantly, he's he's cashing them in. And you know, obviously, he's got seven touchdowns already throughout the year, and he started slow. You know, I mean, the, the first three games of the season was kind of when they were trying to figure out which which tight end was going to be the guy going forward between him and Janu. And, and, you know, week four came and it was kind of one of these things where ever since then, Hunter Henry's been super consistent. He's been scoring touchdowns almost literally almost every week. Yeah, except for Seven one. touchdowns in the past seven weeks. Yeah. So um, one game with two and one, one game where he missed. And it's, yeah. car- it's literally carried all of his fancy football now, production. I, I will say this. Only two games with more than five targets that was going to be my thing like he but he's not getting a lot of targets at all so it's three four six five eight mm-hmm. two four three three four I, I think he's making the most out of his opportunities he but he needs to get more opportunities for me to feel super duper comfortable I, with th- him. this might actually be a little bit of a sell high for me i i like hunter henry and i actually have hunter henry on a lot of teams mm-hmm. but we're, we're looking at some different players that are in that same tier that you might be able to trade straight up or package a little bit on top to try to go get a, a player that at the same position, at the tight end position, that you might like a little bit more. Like if I could trade him straight up right now for Goddard, I would probably do that. Um, you know, looking at guys like Gesicki, I would probably do that. So even though I think he's a good player, this is just tough to believe that it's going to continue on literally the past five weeks. Two targets, four targets, three targets, three targets, four targets. The the likelihood that that can continue on that small of a volume seems pretty tough to believe. So and even he, though I like him and I think he's a good player, it might be a sell high for me. He's a good player, but he's not like a big game changer. You know sure. what I mean? He's he's it's four catches for thirty seven yards, two touchdowns. I mean that's what you know what I mean. Like he's not gaining a whole bunch of yards anywhere. He's not going to get you four catches for eighty nine yards no. on any game. You His know what second I mean? highest yardage total on the season is forty two yards. Yeah, it's, yeah. See, I I think with the development of Mac Jones, I think things can get better here. Um, he's not a guy you're going to use on, like, tight end screens or anything. No, you're right. That's always been his athletic profile, too. Like, he's not a game breaker. It's like catch ball, go down. Catch mm-hmm. ball, go down kind of guy. So I get that point, too. Like, I get, you're right. I'm not giving him a first-round pick like I would for Darren Waller sure, here. Sure, sure. And that's the thing. I, if, if Where I, would you have him compared to those guys in that range? Hawkinson, Gesicki? Behind um, all of them. 
Okay. Behind all of them. I mean, it's just behind all. And, I, and I'm with you. Like, if I can get Dallas Goddard for him, a more athletic profiled uh, tight end, like, I would definitely do that. But you're going to have to do it with a guy under him because you're not getting TJ Hawkinson. You're not going to get Mike Kosicki for him. Uh, the people that own them know what they have, right? Like, if you, you, you can't trade for a guy who knows what he has. Right. It's, it's, it's too hard to say. Right. Um, now, maybe if I can go get Noah Fant, you know, that, that's a possibility. Dallas Goddard, somebody I'm interested in. If I can get... What about Fryermuth? Would you rather uh, have Pat Fryermuth? I'd rather have Pat Fryermuth. I think I would also. That might be a good sneaky sneaky trade. one to... That's yeah. a good move on now, actually. Yeah, I like that move totally. So, that's a good trade. Yeah, I like that. Cole Komet. How about you for Cole Komet? Ooh, I do love me some Cole Komet. Yeah. I, think, I think in more of a rebuild, I would... If I need to need him as a contender this year, I yeah. would hold Hunter Henry. Right. Yeah. But on a rebuild, I think I would rather have Cole Komet. What about Dawson Knox? You probably that get Dawson Knox. Interesting. Probably, yeah, you could probably I, get uh, Knox in a second, maybe for Hunter Henry right now. If maybe I, if I can get the, you're second, selling the point that he's. Yeah, but I think I'd rather Henry. I think it's close. More athletic profile of a Dawson Knox, bigger, better, better quarterback. But yeah, interesting. It, I, I like, I like the idea of I have Hunter Henry right now and using that tight end four overall to my advantage and sure. flirting with a trade because I think you, again. There's a lot of like equal value you can get back, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's in that frame of like, oh, you know, Dalton Schultz, you know, Noah Fant, Tyler Higby, even um, when he's not dropping category. passes, when he's not dropping, he had a lot of drops yesterday. <laughs> One right to the defender's arms. Yep, he said it. Here you go, have a touchdown. All right, well that's it. Uh, we're done with this episode. We'll be back next week talking about going into week twelve. <sighs> Nitty gritty here. We uh, now will be doing our nerd herd episode, talking about a couple buys, maybe a couple sells here in the next episode. We're always found at DynastyNerds.com. You can check us out there. we got all the tools that you need to dominate your Dynasty Fantasy Football League. The Dynasty GM is the number one Dynasty tool on the market today. Get out there. Check it out. DynastyNerds.com. we got a lot of film in that film room there. It's really starting to build up. we got the nerd score coming in. we got Dynasty Trade Calculators. we got Trade Finders. We have the Team Analyzers in the team analyzer is my favorite thing about the GM, right? Like it just you bring yeah. up your t- league, it brings up your entire league. Again, these are simple. We you get, all you do is put your username in, imports all your leagues: MFL, Flea Flicker, FFC, um, FFPC, FFPC, Sleeper. Like you, imp- all you do is put your league in information in. It will import all your leagues for you, and it's what it's going to do. It's going to simplify and shorten all your league management, right? Like. You just click a button, you can see all your leagues, all your league baits in there right now, and what your team looks like, who's on who, where your player shares out are, and more importantly... Who's on first? Yeah, did you guys see that That's commercial helpful. with the U commercial? No, I missed I'll it. I'll tell you, Noss, it's great. Right. It was on CNN. He was talking about something I saw on the show, You, and this this girl was Oh, like, I did see that. She had no... She's like, I, I never had to meet you. Oh. <laughs> no, I saw it on You on Netflix. Well, they have a show named after me on Netflix? That's not yeah. possible. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was um, what's her name? Fox News. Yeah, some dim, yeah, yeah. whatever. Ingold or um, something. But yeah, so the GM is going to like, again, when, for a trade calculator as well, you know, you know oh, what does player has what? Our calculator will bring up your team and that team, all their players right away. So there's no looking at who does this player have? Who does that have? What draft picks they have? What do they have? Like it brings it up all right away. It's going to show you all your league mates, where they stand, where their strengths are, where their weaknesses are. Again, how important is like, dude, I have so many good receivers right now. I need and I need to run them back. You click a button in the league analyzer, it's going to show you all the teams that need receivers in the league and which ones are strong at running back. So it's going to help, it's going to help shorten your time to make these trades. And remember, sometimes time is of the essence yep. to make these trades. Because, again, how many times have you seen the league go down, a trade go down in your league, and you're like, ah, I oh, given more dude, than that. I would have gave more than that. Yep. 
So I, I get it. And then now, coming up next week is Thanksgiving, right? So if you've been on the fence about joining the Dynasty Nerds and becoming a Nerd Herd member, you're like, listen, give me a little something back. Give me a little, uh, give me a dick count. And you're like, whoa, whoa, pervy <laughs> hey, McGurvy. What? What? Discount. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Oh, discount. discount. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Oh, my Where Get your heads out of the gutters. Good Lord. What do you think? There's some selling footlongs over here? <laughs> Not a hot dog stand? Black Friday's coming up. We're going to have a really good Black Friday deal for everybody. I think it's going to be like, what, like 25% off or something? Yeah. It's going to be a killer deal on Black Friday. So stay tuned. Keep your eyes to the prize. Mansdinesters.com coming up next Friday. Oh, that's right. Next show. Then we, it's, it's Gobble Day. Gobble, oh, yeah. gobble, 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 gobble. My gobble, favorite gobble. holiday. I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is your favorite? Thanksgiving. Dude, I get to watch it. I get to literally lay on, a ca- lay on a couch all day, eat myself to I'm a disgusting mess of all the food I love, and watch football yes. all See, day. Most years, that's like my big travel holiday, mm. so it's not as fun for me. But this year, I actually think I get to stay at home oh, God bless and have you. people come to me, Yes, which dude, would be pretty great. Th- dude, all the things I love, right? I don't have to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I get to eat nonstop all day, delicious food. Take naps. Don't and forget the naps. I get to watch football. And like this year, we're renting a cabin up in Michigan. So, like, all the families going to be up in the cabin. Nice. I just get to, like, be pampered. Like, I'm just going to pamper me. How's the TV situation? TV great. Oh, TV situation's real good. Uh, you, this is a pretty nice cabin. You made sure. Got. You oh, made yeah. sure. You're Dude, me, and my, me and my brother are all like, yeah, this is my spot right here. This is your spot right here. <laughs> we're all in the woods, but we're not in the woods. <laughs> long. So, all right. We'll be back next week. Make sure you get a lot of look for that promo. Make sure you check out DynastyNerds.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Why? Because you can see how ugly I really am. See you next week. Adios.